This is the One Step Better Podcast. Helping small businesses make wins each and every week. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the One Step Better Podcast. I am Mike Schaefer. With me today, co-hosting our great friend, Greg Henderson. Greg, thanks for coming on board. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, always, always. Um, we also have another special guest today. Uh, we are joined today by Nick Bonatotibus, uh, which is probably my favorite name to say uh, ever ever on this podcast. Yeah. Bonatotibus. Nick, thanks for joining us. Nick is uh, owner, founder of Digital Champions, really helps home care industry find ways to build their online presence, market themselves, uh, really grow a following and, and do better business. Um, there's, we're going to talk through some of the ways in which that helps the home care agencies get seen by some potential employees, um, how it helps home care agencies get seen by potential clients across the board. And so, Nick, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to meet with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, any opportunity to be able to talk and talk about this kind of stuff, I love. So um, I'm confident you guys will enjoy what, what we dive into. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about Digital Champions, um, how you guys got started, what you're focusing on today. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Nick Bonatotibus, which you nailed, which is not easy to do. So uh, applaud you for that. Um, and I'm the owner and founder of Digital Champions. And really, my goal is helping home care businesses to attract clients, referral sources and caregivers. It's a very unique audience where you have three different people that you're trying to attract. And you know, when it comes to, to really leveraging all the tools that we have at, at our disposal, video is one of the most impactful thing. And so I help my students to not only step out of their comfort zones a little bit and maybe address some fears that they have on getting on camera, but in addition to actually the strategy and techniques that they can do to make it more simplified, that actually drives results. What made you get into this space? Yeah, so... Um, my first job out of college in 2014 was with a company called Hurricane Marketing Enterprises. And basically what they were doing is uh, helping home care businesses in their sales and marketing. And it was very specific into like, you know, where to go and, and very focused on more like direct referral marketing. And I came in as the media coordinator, um, you know, eventually advanced. I was there for, for almost seven years. And through my time there, I was doing a lot of the social media and video for that company. And in 2016, I was given the opportunity to actually speak on stage at their event. And this is when I was, you know, it's like 23 years old. And here I am about to go up on stage at a paid event where uh, I'm half the age as most of the people in the room and have to talk for 20 minutes, which felt like an eternity to have to go up there and specifically talk about uh, you know, social media marketing. And what was so amazing in that moment is I didn't really know what the expectations were. I really just thought, Hey, if I speak on stage, like they'll have to pay me more, you know, it'll help me advance me in my career. And when I stepped off that stage, it was a moment that I knew like everything was about to change for me. I knew that I wanted to speak more. I wanted to speak longer. I, I felt this just, this is where I belong in teaching and, and coaching people. And so I continued to speak at these events 
building my own audience until eventually I, I you know, took the leap into starting my own, uh, you know, business to really dive into this more because I couldn't properly serve the audience if I was only speaking at these events three times a year, you know, and then the rest of the time I was doing my, you know, day job basically. But I really wanted to go all in to help people to be implementing these things because I've, I've seen what it's done for me when I started making videos and not only the the results of building my online brand, but also just the personal growth that happens when you put yourself out there for the whole world to see you and to be judged. And now it's my mission to help other people to step out of their comfort zones, to share their message, to share their voice so that they can be seen, they can be heard, and they can make an impact with the knowledge that they have. So as you're talking with home care companies, their, their leadership team, owners, whoever it may be, what type of unique issues or challenges are you finding in that space specifically that you're helping them overcome? Yeah, so it's a number of different areas. And I think one of the big ones right now is really around caregiver recruitment and retention. Um, you know, it's just right now that they call it like the caregiver crisis, which yeah. existed well before COVID happened. And it just only got worse, you know, uh, once, once the pandemic had set in. But the biggest thing is really understanding that our employees or anyone really, because again, this is the idea is that anyone that we work with, we want to know them, we want to like them, we want to trust them. It's the key to, to business or just building relationships in general, right? But in order for us to do that, people have to, we have to give people and let people know who we are and what we do. And so it's so critical, specifically what I love in the home care industry is that so many of, of them have incredible stories about why they got into this business. You know, home care is not an easy business. It's really difficult, right? There's so many other businesses that people could have chosen, but they chose home care for a specific reason to really care for those that, that need help. And when they can share that message and share that reason why they got into, into their business, that attracts everyone. It attracts clients. It attracts referral sources and attracts caregivers because it's something that people can get behind. And we build that no like trust factor that creates such an impact in everything that we do. And once we create it, it's done, right? Once we have this video that we share our story, it can be used again and again and again and again. And that's where the power of video really comes into play, where we have the opportunity for more and more people to see us, even when we're not necessarily speaking i love telling stories yeah I mean, it's what it is it's your, it, your, that's how you connect with everyone people create their story or yeah. tell their story that they've already I, I find the same thing because a lot of times you start to get into these conversations with home care owners it is i had a grandmother that i had to care for or my you know whoever my aunt had some issues it, it was all it was always very personal it wasn't just, you know what, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner and this happened to be the space I fell into. Right. I haven't heard that story yet. Nope. It's always, there's a personal attachment, some family friend related event that really drew them into that. I love the idea of helping them get that story out because it does, it makes a difference, all the difference in the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't do business with logos, right? We, we do business with with people, I would say it's not B2B, it's not B2C, it's P2P, people hmm. to people. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what really is happening here is letting people to, to see who you are as a person. And like you said, you know, those home care stories, I mean, some of them, it was either a really good experience that they had 
but often a lot of times it was a really poor experience that they had right. when either searching for care and it's like, Hey, I can do better. Somebody needs to do better. I'm going to do better. And like, man, like that's, that's powerful stuff that somebody can get behind, you know? And when we're looking to attract people, like we want somebody that we can connect with. I always quote um, Simon Sinek, you know, people don't do what you do. They do why you do it. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing is it's sharing that, that why so that people can connect with you. And it helps from that, not only attracting those people, right? Caregivers, clients, but also retaining them because they believe in your mission. They believe in why you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. And, and they'll stick with you. They'll stay with you. Yeah. You know, so it's got, I mean, the, the benefits go on and on and on. Yeah. That's awesome. So as you're, as you get into these conversations with home care uh, owners, why are you, what are you finding that's keeping them from telling that story? Do you find that mostly people, they have either tried and just haven't done it really well, or they just, they're afraid to open up that part of kind of why they're getting into business? What, what are keeping people from actually sharing those stories? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing is really, uh, the fear of judgment. Uh, and that's what it comes down to it. It's so it's not just about sharing the story, but just getting on video in general. And we have this idea and that's why I mentioned earlier too, and like the personal growth that happens when you put yourself on video, because we're so concerned and so worried about what other people are going to think about us. Oh, what if I say something that makes me look dumb? What if I, you know, don't know how my hair looks or all, all these things that we think about when we put ourselves out there and, and video is this very concrete thing that like once it's out there, like it exists. And, and the funny thing when people say they're like, Oh, I'm afraid of being on camera. No, you're not. No one's afraid of this little tiny device that's in our pocket. <laughs> We're afraid of what will happen when we post it and people actually have to see it and watch it. And the biggest thing is, is that we are our own worst critics and we worry so much about all these things. But the thing is, so many of us that watch or, or see other things, we're not analyzing them to the way that we analyze ourselves. Most yeah. of the time when you see someone on video, you're like, wow, I'm so proud of them. Look at them. They, they've made this video. And if we can just get over this fear of worrying so much about what we think and trying to make it perfect, which will absolutely never happen. If you're waiting for your video to be perfect, then you will never post a video ever. You know, I don't even watch my videos anymore. Like I just record and I post because it's just I'm past that. <laughs> and, and I'm trying That's to help my, my clients get to that point of not wearing so much. But look, I was there like the first video. I always remember like the first video I recorded and I was wearing a white, dirty, like white T-shirt. I like just worked out. My hair's everywhere. And I had listened to this podcast and I wanted to speak about it. I wanted to tell people about this powerful podcast episode that I had listened to that like kind of made me think differently. And so I just like hit record recorded it was like two to three minutes long and then i watched it and i was like oh should i post it and then i watched it again and then i watched it the third time and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it and i just i hit publish and i just like threw my phone out i was like all right it's out there it's done like it's out there and and the positive receipt like feedback that i got was what really pushed me going forward. People are like, yeah, you, like this is great. They were commenting. One of my friends was like, dude, you should be doing more videos like this, you know? And I just started doing it week after week after week after week. 
And I always have people say, oh, you know, you're a natural. It's like, no, <laughs> I've consistently put out a video every single week for like five years. So if you want to call that natural talent, you know, <laughs> sure, you know, but that's not how I see it. You know, I put in the work that's helped me to improve. It's helped me be better. Hmm. You know, one of my favorite quotes is from Jim Edwards, and he says, in order to be great, we must first be good. In order to be good, we must first be bad. And that's really what it takes is being willing to just get started. So is that the kind of the concept or the mentality that you start with your clients is it's okay to be bad? We'll get better. Yes. And just like putting in the time, you know, when people, they're, they're looking for the magic pill, right? Everyone wants the magic pill. They want, oh, let me just take a pill and all of a sudden I'll be thin or all of a sudden I'll, I'll just like press this button and my business will make a million dollars, right? Nothing ever works that way. And the way that I always think of is video is a skill set, right? And so the same way that we develop any skill, it takes time and practice. You know, you didn't jump on a two-wheel bicycle and just start taking off and going off ramps. You know, you started with a training wheels and then you take them off and you fall a few times. And it takes that repetition to really get good and get comfortable. But if we're not willing to take that first step to just get on the bike and try, then we're never going to be able to experience what it's like to really, you know, fly on our bikes or in our life when we just think, all right, how can I get better at this? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to keep doing it and keep doing it, putting it out there, and you're just going to get better and better. That's the secret formula is to make more videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever we so we did uh, read a book called uh, They Ask You Answer, um, which is a marketing based book by Marcus Sheridan, and one of the big things it talks about is this whole idea of of recording videos, and he said. When you start doing it, you push record, and no matter what, you do not stop until you're done. And once you're done, you're done. But do not uh, take five, take 18. Don't start over. Just get through it. And so that, that's a really, I think that's a fun concept for most people because it is. I, look, I've, been, I've done public speaking for, goodness, probably 15 years now. And I can look back when I first started, and it was a train wreck. The first time I ever got in front of a crowd was I was 26 years old, somewhere around there, and it was a crowd of maybe 40 people. So not a huge crowd, but it was in front of a crowd. And at one point in the in my entire talk, I remember thinking the somebody is about to come pull me off the stage because it is so bad. And, and it was. It was terrible. The, the guy that like had my mentor afterwards, he was like, I was pretty close to pulling you off that stage. <laughs> you know, I appreciated the candid feedback. But it's, it is. It's one of those things that it just takes time. It's the reps. You cannot teach reps yeah. over and over and over again. I was very fortunate. I was asked to go back to my alma mater in high school and speak at Veterans Day. And full auditorium, right? So I'm super, super encouraged but super stressed out at the same time. And I remember speaking for about 15, 20 minutes. And I remember five minutes in looking at the front row and the guy's like, <laughs> yeah. dead asleep. I was like. Okay, <laughs> I guess it wasn't good. That's the good thing about video is you don't you don't actually have to see, watch That's your right. people fall asleep while you while you uh, are playing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. You said people aren't afraid to be recorded. They're not afraid of you know putting a phone in their face and, and taking a video. They are afraid of what the potential backlash is. 
And it's that fear that is, you know what, I need to, yeah, yeah, it can be because I need to start over because, you know what, I know that that didn't sound as polished as I wanted it to, or I know that I used, you know, that instead of then, or, you know, I, wrong word right. or whatever. I know that. Well, what I, and it, it, it took me a while to learn this is it doesn't matter what I think necessarily, because in the hands of a good editor who can piece that stuff together, who thankfully Anna does a phenomenal job at this, is it turns out to be like, wow, that looks fluid. You can't even, like, I'm good with this. That's right. But it took, it takes a while to trust that that stuff can get fixed in the editing process because you do. You know what? If this, if by chance this, goes viral and we have millions of views there's going to be some critics that are going to just shoot holes in everything and those few critics that is extremely unlikely to ever happen can hold us back from ever getting in front pushing record and telling a story yeah absolutely yeah and it's funny too because so often we focus on the thing that could happen as like the negative thing which is funny as like working with entrepreneurs as like you had the fear of starting your business, but you did that anyway, yeah. because you saw like, what if it works? You know, what if it's amazingly successful? And so like, there's so many elements in our own lives and our own personal, but also with video in this case is like, what if it does work? What if it's amazing and it takes off and like so many people see it and they watch it and it drives more business, drives more caregivers your way. Like, are we even thinking about that option? Because we have a tendency to just focus on all the negatives. Like what if it bombs? What if I sound terrible? All of these things that come with it instead of focusing on, hey, what if it works? Do you find yourself kind of leaning towards more culture videos in the past? So, you know, there's a lot of elements to this in strategizing like the different types of videos that we can create. And I understand that there's a process in like which video to start with. And so one of the, the first one is the why video, which I talked about. The next one is what I call like just our recruitment video. And that's focused on social proof. So like when it comes to anything, I can stand up here, right? Myself and I can say, I'm the best company ever. I'm amazing. You should work with me, right? That's one option. Or you can go to my website and you'll see 20 plus videos of all these other people talking about how great I am. Which one do you think is going to be more impactful? And so the recruitment video is really focused on getting caregivers, any employees, to talk about how much they love working with your company yeah. and what the, their experience has been and the transformation that they've been able to achieve. Hmm. Because no one's going to sell better than like your people selling for you and so that's like step number two i do recommend like culture videos but i try and start uh you know one thing at a time more often than not you can get a good feel of what the company culture is like based on the testimonial answers that they're saying right so one of the one of the things i noticed about your website and uh is that you you talk about using video to uh attract clients attract referral partners but then also attract new employees or caregivers in the home care space. Do you find that 
most of the people that you're working with, that that's where they're starting from is the idea that video is going to influence their hiring or recruiting process? Or are they more in line with what does this look like to, to attract really new revenue, whether that's through referral partnerships or, or new clients? Yeah, great question. Um, a lot of times it's a good like mix of both. And so what I've done is really started to understand like it doesn't have to be one or the other when we strategize on what's impactful. And so, for example, one of my students, his name's Jonah uh, Pansy Home Care is his company. And one of the things that he started doing and, and I had asked him, hey, like, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to what do you want to and a lot of times when people think of this, they think of, oh, I want to have the best care. It's like, no, that's not a, it's not a good answer. Everyone <laughs> you know says or has that. Oh, we have the best employees. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, but it's more so about the care that you want to provide. And so for him, because he wanted to be known for dementia. And so he started creating a bunch of content specifically around dementia. I mean, and again, there's like, I mean, you could hours, days of content around dementia. And so what was so amazing, and I actually found this out somewhat recently, like last month he had shared with me that he started creating this, this content around dementia, helping people to manage someone who has dementia, which is relevant to a client, right? If their loved one has dementia, which is a whole other thing, right? Understand your target audience. We're not targeting seniors. We're targeting the parents or the child of that senior that needs the care and what they're going through. And so what was amazing, what happened when he started creating this content is he had a caregiver that went to a facility and was working with other caregivers and happened to be working with a dementia patient. And one of the other caregivers asked that caregiver, hey, like, how do you know all of this stuff? You know, you're doing such a great job with this patient. And she goes, oh, well, you know, I, I'm watching these videos that my boss is making about dementia. And so here it was, like, his thought process and, and kind of even my own thought process was like, great, we're going to create some videos about dementia. That's going to help you specialize in dementia, get yeah. known for dementia, right? Brand yourself, attract clients who have dementia. But then here it was, uh, one of his caregivers watching the video, right? And then sharing it with another one of the caregivers that he could is looking to potentially attract. Right. And so it wasn't even like he had pushed it out which obviously we should. And that's something that I've brought into my program too, is like, Hey, share these videos with your, your caregivers. But again, it just goes to show you that when we think and we work smarter, not harder in understanding that this industry is complex, that we have multiple audiences is that when we lead with education, this education is going to be impactful for all of our audience. I find this all to be very unique because it seems like over the past few years, um, and probably maybe a little bit longer than that, but the buying process has shifted a little bit uh, where if I'm going to go buy something, I have information overload on my fingertips 24-7, and I can read, Google, research, whatever it is about anything un under the sun. And it seems like those people who do take time to present content that is valuable to the marketplace are going to be the people who really start to win more deals in this environment. Have you seen a shift in, in buying behavior uh, in the home care space that has been really because of videos? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's this idea that, again, it's circling back to, you know, 
not to sound repetitive, but it's important because that's how comprehension happens, right? <laughs> but it's this no like trust factor that's built. And when we show when we show up on video and we showcase ourselves from a knowledge standpoint, we're branding ourselves as leaders, we're branding ourselves as industry experts, and people are naturally attracted to those individuals, you know, so much so that when my students start to create video, it opens up doors that they didn't even know were there. People are reaching out to them. Like, uh, and again, the Jonah example is he started creating these videos. Well, the Alzheimer's Association reached out to him. They even opened up a chair seat for him that didn't even exist because of what he had been doing with his videos. And they had been watching and they had been seeing it. And so at the end of the day is people want those that are leaders, those that are willing to speak up and those that can attract and video attracts. Yeah. And so naturally a, an association like that wants to bring in these leaders that are going to attract for them. And the same thing works with referral partners. Like they want to work with people that they know are going to bring more business their way. And so not only are you impacting the people who are watching that you're educating them and helping them to better care for their loved one or better care for their patient, but you're also showcasing the bottom line that this is going to grow your business. You're going to get more people that want to work with you because they see, hey, I can trust this person. They're great. They know what they're talking about. I want to send them more business because I like them. And sometimes if we just start there, like just, just talking and people want to work with who they like, yep. you know, aside from the know and trust factor, that is a part of it. But at the end of the day, we want to work, we want to collaborate with people that we like, but people aren't going to know you unless you're willing to open up and share and, and be yourself and, and showcase that. It's an interesting concept to take all those testimonials that we have on the website and actually put some video behind that and actually see a, the person talking about it instead of just reading about it. There's a certain concept that I have around reviews, right? In that if you go to Amazon, right, you, you go to Amazon you look at the reviews. Do you even read all of the re reviews? Some people do, but a lot of times it's just the sheer quantity, yeah. right? Like if you see something that's got like 50,000 five-star reviews, you're like, all right, well, I don't even need to think twice about this. Like it's already built in credibility right then and there. But what I see so often within, and it's not just home care, just like all websites in general, you go to the testimonials page and it's like, there's five written testimonials and those are on the website for like years and years and years. <laughs> and like my whole thought process continues to be is like right now I have about, I think there's like 22 videos on there. My goal is to have a hundred or more as I continue to build it up. And so when someone goes there, it's just this like overwhelming amount where they're not going to watch every video, but it speaks volumes in itself in just like having so, yeah. that amount. It's that yeah. comfort. It's yeah. that warm factor. Look, like a crowd attracts a crowd. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't really thought about it that way because we. I mean, we. If you go look at our website, we have some pretty decent testimonials on there, but they are they're. It's the same ones that we've had on there for a little while, and those probably aren't as refreshed as often, or even added to as often as they could be. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and it should be a growing a growing thing. Yeah. Like as you get more, boom, add, 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 add. Well, yeah, the funny thing is we, so we, we have customer, um, uh, we survey customers, um, on a regular basis, uh, from our supporting systems and we have all the taglines of, Hey, I love working with Casey. She's so awesome. Or, you know, whoever did a fantastic job, but yeah. getting those shared is all, is not always as easy as 
or probably not as regular as it should be. So that's that's a good takeaway. Yeah. So Nick, I'm going to ask you probably a question that you get asked all the time uh, by home care owners, and that is, how often should I be posting this type of content? Great question, and you're right. I do get it often, and I'm going to give you one answer and then the second answer. And so the first answer is <laughs> consistently, and that's a very broad aspect because so often we want to, and I lead with that because so often if I give you the answer, which I will in a second, then we try to do that and then it becomes overwhelming and then you stop and then you don't do anymore. And so I would rather you post once a month and do a video once a month than to post four in one week, in one month, and then never post again. And so generally I do recommend to my clients that you're either posting once a week or once every two weeks. And what's amazing is that, and I am one of my first clients and I love it because again, you got to love your, your first students and true students of the program. They did it every two weeks. Did they skip? Yep. Did they miss? It's cool. No worries. But then they jumped right back on and they created more and more. And now I look at their channel and I see what they're doing. And now they've got like a hundred plus videos that have accumulated because now it's been, you know, years, you know, I forget exactly how long when I started with them, but you just see this massive library and you may think, oh my gosh, that must've took forever. It's like, all they did was they were consistent. They did it for two weeks. If they fell off, they, they came back to it and, and eventually circled back. It's like sometimes they would have a month, two months where they didn't post anything, but boom, they jumped back. And so my answer is just consistently whatever that means for you, that you feel that you can do it without feeling overwhelmed and stressed out um, so that you can continue to show up for your audience and let time be your best friend. So that just continues to build and build and build. Yeah, that's awesome. I struggle with the consistency part. You know, there's a million things going on. It's like, oh, this is a great idea. I want to go run in full force that direction. And then it's, ah, man, I need to do it again. I forgot. Or that's that's a good reminder. Do you feel like there's one platform that you use primarily with this space or do you just, hey, it's it's everything, everyone, right? So it's really important to understand. I I always share this quote is like, you know, you, you, you don't build property on borrowed land. And so it's important that we're not so focused on like one platform and that we're consistently building our audience. And I do this whole thing with like generating leads or getting people's email lists. But when it comes to an actual, like what platform there's two, well, three, I'll say within the home care space to making sure that we're properly utilizing everything. So the first one, obvious one, YouTube, you know, it's owned by Google. It's the second largest search engine behind Google, which is owned by Google, right? (laughs) And so it becomes like our streaming platform, right? We live in this world. I mean, it's YouTube TV. It basically is its own TV streaming platform, or it is. And so that becomes our library where we can build up, we can direct people to, and then embedding our YouTube videos onto our website, which also increases SEO. And the other aspect is LinkedIn and Facebook. And I personally believe that LinkedIn is so underutilized in the sense that it's the one place that you can actually see where somebody works. And so this is the LinkedIn is really for those referral sources because we can actually connect, we can get in front of 
these people that we want to get in front of, when we're collaborating with somebody else, right? People are seeing us and then we're getting in front of a whole new audience. Like when you, when you comment on somebody's LinkedIn, it's like, boom, all of your connections now see that. And so it's, it has that collaborative element that doesn't happen as much on like things like Facebook. However, the reason why I still love Facebook is because at the end of the day, LinkedIn still has this like, oh, I'm wearing a tie on LinkedIn. Like it's, <laughs> you know, super professional. And right. people don't necessarily hang out on LinkedIn like they do on Facebook. And so it's really important that we understand that we, we go where people are. And so it, it's such an amazing tool when you're actually, and I always share this too in regards to like connecting and networking, is that we connect with people on Facebook and other social media sites to build those relationships, yeah. right? Yeah, Greg, you and I, you know, we connected on LinkedIn, boom, we started engaging, next thing you know, here we are having, you know, on the podcast. Right. So it just goes to show you like what can happen when you reach out and connect with someone and then you, you can build and nurture a relationship based on engaging with, what they're sharing, you know, that's how relationships are, are formed is through those. And then it creates more conversations and which again, then expands and, and grows and creates the business. So those are like the three, but I will say YouTube is number one in this case, because the one difference between YouTube and every other platform out there is that your best videos continue to succeed. Whereas like if you have a great video, let's say on Facebook or LinkedIn, right? Like it goes to the newsfeed and then it's, it's gone. buried. And yeah. so we lose that. Whereas YouTube continues to resurface your best videos so that it stays top of mind. And then you continue to get more and more views mm. on that best video. And one video can do absolute wonders for your business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So do you, when you're coaching your clients through this type of stuff, do you have some metrics or measurables of, you know what, when you're posting videos early on, you're going to expect this to be based on, you know, or you measure that based on views, engagement. How do you know when, when this stuff is actually working for your clients? Yeah. So that's a really good question. And there's kind of two answers for that. I, I just cop out of everything. Right. Um, no. But uh, the first one is, is really understanding that that likes and comments are not a good metric. They're actually like the worst metric because in reality, like 10% of, or 90% of people on social media platforms don't actually like or comment anything. They're just there watching, viewing and seeing things. And so engagement and this is kind of like technically engagement is very important but when people think of engagement they think likes and comments but that's not actually what engagement is engagement comes with a different a whole number of metrics right so like engagement could be let's say you post a long form post on social media if people are reading that that's considered engagement if people are stopping on the feed if they're viewing the video that's considered engagement but views isn't a good necessarily a good metric either the metric that i like to pay the most attention to is, is reach because that to me is a great representation of really how many people we're getting in front of to really see. And we can tell like, Hey, what posts are performing well? Like, do this, like sometimes I have a, a post that maybe gets like 10, 15 likes. Right. But then the reach is like 3000. And so it just goes to show you that there's a lot of people that are watching and looking and not necessarily liking and commenting. And when I first started creating videos, 
I would have all these people, whenever I saw them in person, they'd come up and they'd say, Nick, I love your videos. And I'm like, really? You've not <laughs> once ever liked or commented any of my videos. Like I had one person come up to me. I used to play like rec football back when I lived in Philly. And, and I went up and, and I was talking to her cause, cause her brother-in-law had told me like, yo, you gotta go talk to her. She like watches all your videos, and, you know? So I go over to her and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? She's like, I just gotta say, like, I love your videos. I watch them every week. You know, I even share it with my students. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know, it just like hit so deep. I didn't care that she didn't like her comment. The fact that she was watching and then passing the and messages on yeah. just goes to show you the level of impact. And that's where like the second answer comes in is that you can't always measure like impact in what you're creating. Hmm. You know, there's not like, you know, sometimes I have clients come to their, their you know, prospects. They're like, what's the ROI? It's like, that's a difficult question to answer because there is certain elements of like really tracking. Let's say, hey, you put out this video, you're driving people to a lead magnet. Now you can see like the videos drove traffic and you're able to collect these leads and see if those leads turn into customers, right? That's like a more formal way of tracking it. But at the same time, it's hard to, un it's hard to know, right? Like you put your about video, let's say on your website and then somebody calls you, right? You don't know whether or not like you're not asking, oh, by the way, did you watch our about video? <laughs> you know, so it's a hard metric to understand, but it's more so like there's a confidence that comes with understanding like, hey, people like to, pre they prefer to watch video over any other medium, right? There's a, there's a stat I always share that uh, when it comes to social media, that video is shared 1200% more than text and images combined. And if you think about like TikTok, right? TikTok's becoming all popular, right? Well, what about Vine? What happened to Vine? You know, what was that? It was video. Video, the medium is not changing. These platforms may change, but video continues to remain the most popular medium. I mean, TikTok is only video. There's, yeah, there's yeah. literally nothing else. So it just goes to show the importance of developing, developing those video skill sets. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Nick, this has been a really good conversation. I've really enjoyed it. As we wrap up here, we always like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast one question. Uh, I don't know if you got prepped ahead of, ahead of time. I hope so. But what's what's one thing that you've been using in your life, either personally or professionally? It could be a book, software, an app, anything that you've been using personally or professionally that, uh, that you have seen to help you and that you would like to share with others. Love it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny because I was prepared for this but I wouldn't have need to be. That's, that's, that's what I want to highlight because I would have said the same answer anyway. And it is that, look, in life, there's a lot of crazy things that happen and we have an, a choice to focus on like what we want to focus on. And naturally, a lot of times we tend to focus on the negative things that are happening in our life. And so the number one thing that you can do that will dramatically increase your happiness and your overall joy in every single day that you do is by creating a practice of gratitude and actually having a gratitude journal every single day. Because when you take the time to focus on the things that you're grateful for every single day, every single morning, it, it's actually rewiring your brain to start to see the positives, where it becomes your natural default setting, where you look around and you start to see the positive. Like some of my friends like joke, because sometimes it just comes out and I'll say something, you know, and they're like, oh, Nick, you're just always seeing the positive things. And when I look back, it's not a trait that I necessarily was born with. It was something that I practice at. 
and was able to develop. And I, I just firmly believe that as simple as taking a few minutes a day, writing down three things that you're grateful for can dramatically change your life because it worked for me and I know it can work for you. I love that. Hunting for the good stuff. Yeah. Well, Nick, I am grateful that you have come on our podcast and talk to our listeners about the impact of video and how you help home care agencies uh, implement some strategies around that. Nick Bonatatibus, Digital Champions. Tell our listeners where they can find you uh, and we'll wrap up. Absolutely. Yeah. My website's the digitalchamps.com. If you go on there, there's a, there's actually a free training that you can go ahead and watch. It's a little over an hour that you can, if you like this, you're going to get even more knowledge and insight and it's free. So what do you got to lose? No complaints about that. Again, Nick, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Hope that you have nothing but the best day ahead. Uh, and again, thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Greatly appreciate you guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the One Step Better podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you would take some time to rate us five stars on your podcast player of choice and make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss out on another episode. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you.